Hello, everyone. I'm J.B. Long, voice of your Los Angeles Rams, and welcome to Who's House, a monthly podcast featuring construction updates, milestones, and behind-the-scenes stories, all leading up to the opening of SoFi Stadium, the new home of the L.A. Rams. That's in the summer of 2020. On today's episode, we hear from the man with the plan, Mark Williams, principal and architect at HKS, who, along with his team, was tasked with designing the world's greatest sports and entertainment venue. I spent time with Mark on site to learn about the vision behind the project and how it uniquely mirrors the culture of Los Angeles. Mark, as we stand here in the uh, southwest portion of the property and gaze towards SoFi Stadium, I wonder if you can recall way back when the opportunity, when it presented itself before you even put a shovel in the ground and what made this a special chance to hone your craft. You know, it's a very unique situation here when uh, Mr. Cronkey called. You know, he talked about um, doing a new stadium in L.A. At the time, I didn't know where the site was, but he invited me out to come look at the site. And I remember standing here with him and seeing, you know, 300 contiguous acres under one ownership, two miles from one of the busiest airports in the world, in the heart of the entertainment capital of the world. And it's just a unique situation for the stadium. So I knew at that point, uh, with all those factors, that we had a very incredible site very special location and opportunity and we had an owner that wanted a vision to really create a global global stage. Tell us about that vision in terms of at the very highest level what were the simplistic goals when you set out to develop this piece of land? You know Mr. Cronkey was very clear that you know this was a legacy project for the Rams for the Cronkey family and he really wanted to create a global sports and entertainment destination. So, you know, that's a lot. These venues, um, you know, are more than just 10 football games a year. They need to be 365-day buildings. They need to have different scalable type of events. They need to have multiple events. And Mr. Kroenke understood that from day one and knew that this was the location where that could happen to the highest level. Global destination, yes, but I feel like if you took a picture of this facility and asked someone who didn't know anything about SoFi Stadium, where do you think this is located? Just by the design and the feel, I think Los Angeles would be an easy answer. Was that the hope that this would reflect the culture of LA? It, it is, and it's one of the things that I'm most proud of that HKS does. You know, if you look at the history of this building type, many of the venues look very similar. And you can take an NFL stadium and XYZ city and another one, and they're very similar. And they were that way for decades. Even though, uh, you know, they were number one often on people's list to be part of it or be inside that stadium, the venues didn't speak a lot of the region, of the team, of the city. This is everything that is the DNA of Southern California. Mm -hmm. It was designed that way. It was designed specifically for that site. And I'm glad that you said what you did because our goal was that when it started to come to life as it is today, it'll be recognizable by this region and they'll understand why certain things happen. Here in November, it's another spectacular Southern California morning. The marine layer just burned off. And that, I think, brings home the indoor-outdoor feel that you've designed. When we go around the league, you're in a dome or you're outdoors. And there's not really the opportunity to experience both until you get here to Englewood. Yeah, this was one of the big, big design drivers that we had from researching the DNA of uh, the Los Angeles Basin. Indoor, outdoor environments 
are embedded in this part of the country. It's obvious for the climatic reasons, but if you look at many homes, you look at many uh, businesses, you look, a great example is what HKS did at Hollywood at Vine at the W Hotel. It has an incredible indoor-outdoor environment. Nobody has taken that to a level of three million square feet or even thought it was possible. So the day one conversations were just what you described. Do we enclose it so that we can have a surety for a multitude of events? Or do we leave it open so that we can, you know, take full advantage of the climate? Mm -hmm. We came to the table and said we can do both. And that's what you see here today is you see a venue that takes advantage of the indoor-outdoor environment. The entire perimeter that you see is exposed to the elements, the wind coming off the ocean, can flow through uh, the entire venue, you'll feel it inside the seating bowl. At the same time, we have a clear, high-strength ETFE roof that covers um, the field of play and the seating bowl. So if you're inside, you're going to feel the ocean breezes go across your face. You're going to look up and see the beautiful blue California sky. And if it's that oddball day that it rains here and there's an event or a concert or a football game, it'll be protected. So you're really getting the best of everything in this venue. Weather will never be a reason not to come to SoFi Stadium. That's correct. That's amazing. You know, as we're getting close to 80% completion now, from the planning stages years ago to where we are today, what's your personal feeling as we look across the lake to what has become? You know, it's, it's absolutely stunning to look at the scale of it the beauty of it uh, and and as I watch people come to this site for the first time and walk into that seating bowl and sit on the field and look up you know it's like a five-year-old kid at Christmas they just are amazed by this facility and at this which is a beautiful thing to see as an architect but at the same time there is so much more to come so I sort of just in the back chuckle a little bit because they haven't even seen, you know, the toppings on the dessert yet. We've got so much left to do between now and next July. Like what? Well, there's, you know, a lot of the finishes are getting implemented right now. The ETFE roof is not even in place yet. The landscaping is just starting to happen. The finishes um, are still to come. The Oculus, you know, one of the most uh, incredible um, implementations of technology in a sports venue has not even happened yet. Just the framing of it is starting to happen. So there are huge things like that that people aren't seeing yet. So, you know, I, can, I could go back months ago and I think people were blown away and the roof wasn't even on yet. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of them didn't even know there was going to be a roof. And all of a sudden the roof started to, to happen. So there's just layers and layers that keep getting added on. And by the time the world shows up to this global stage and next year in July, I think they're just going to be blown away when they walk into this, this building. It truly is one of a kind. For this massive undertaking, Mark and his team had nearly 300 acres to work with. From the stadium itself, to the performance venue, to the parks and playgrounds, they all present vastly different vantage points around Hollywood Park. So, does he have a favorite? You know, it's, uh, there's many, many locations. You know, I, I try to get people to approach the site from different advantage points because you're going to get a very unique perspective whether you approach it from the south or the north or the east or the west 
And it's the same when you get inside. You know, there, this, this three million square feet is full of incredible spaces, incredible environments that have great opportunities and amenities for all the fans. So there's a very broad list of, of uh, seat options. There's incredible food and beverage with different locations. Um, and there's experiences associated with all of those that you can come here and just have an incredible time you know, and then maybe you're experience a different part of the stadium, you know, the next time or whatever. So I would just challenge people, you know, is, is you can't absorb all three million square feet, you know, in one trip. But this stadium and then soon to be this site, you know, is, is one of those destination environments that you've got to come to and just start to experience and understand and, and have an incredible time at. Can I tell you mine? Sure. It's from 5,000 feet above. Yeah. And to what you said about how difficult this is to replicate in terms of all of the confluence of factors, to have not one, but two international flight paths to the north and south of right. your state and be able to see that yeah. on a commercial airplane ticket from above almost any time you want. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. We spent a lot of time on what we call the fifth elevation. And if you think of design, you know, there's typically four elevations. There's a north, south, east, and west. Mm -hmm. The fifth elevation is what does it look like on top? And you, that in the sports world usually translates itself in a very narrow window, and that narrow window is the blimp shot. The Goodyear blimp. We have taken that and we've expanded it to millions of people yeah. that are looking down on this environment pretty much 24-7. And they, it's, it's like the, it, the thing they see right before they land here. So all the energy, all the excitement, everything that comes with this part of the world and this city, and that's the one thing that has been planted in your mind right before your wheels touch down at LAX, that is incredible to have that as an asset and part of your site. And we thought a lot about that in the design stage. And that's a great example of how you know, at HKS, we're pushing that mentality. We could easily do a 70,000 seat stadium and people would have a great time and they would go get their favorite beverage and, you know, we could and buy a jersey. But I'm telling you that the bandwidth and the things that they want to do or they would like to do is a lot wider than that narrow window. And trust me, they love, as you know, that narrow window. They would be so thrilled to come here, have a good seat, watch Jared Goff, watch Todd Gurley, and go home. They would be ecstatic and talk about it for the next day at work. What we want to do is say, okay, that's great. Now, how do we also do all these other things? So that's what we've done in, the, in this design and with the stadium. And, you know, even the person on the plane is going to experience it in some way. And then we've got the, we've got the uh, LED video on the roof. That's just another layer of that. So now you're coming in for a night shot and you think, well, are we gonna see it or not? You're definitely gonna see it. You know, you're gonna experience it in your own way. And I think that'll lead people to come here and you know, talk about this venue. I think that'll always be one of my favorite parts of the SoFi Stadium story is LAX and the FAA, it was an obstacle, a problem that needed a solution. And it has now translated into one of the great attributes yeah, of this you know, piece of property in this facility. Because of the FAA height regulations, we had to push this stadium down about 50 feet more than anything we had done in the past. That's actually sort of a good thing because the mentality that's embedded in all of us is, well, if I'm going down, you know, my seat's probably better. But at the same time, let's say you have 70,000 people in there and 50,000 of them have to go down. That's a lot of people 
that you've got to get to the building and then get down into the building. And going down is elevators, escalators, those type of things. So it actually it's one of the things that kept me up a few nights at the beginning. And it turned into when these entrances are done and we have these meandering, landscaped, indoor-outdoor processions and paths into the stadium, there is no doubt it'll be the most incredible entry experience into any sports venue in the world. And I think you've probably seen images where we have, you know, palm trees and landscape and meandering paths that work their way down and people watching moments and you can see the field and you can see the video board and you can see the bowl and you can see the concourses. It's not just walking up to a pair of doors no. and waiting for them to open and go into the building. You're experiencing this thing way before you get into the building, which again accentuates that indoor-outdoor environment. So I think that's one of those things that Nobody knows because it's not there yet, but wait till they come here day one and they start walking up to that. They, they will start to love this building before they even get 100 yards away from the building. I liken it to going for a nice Southern California hike. Yeah. And you have a great view, but you say, wait, what's around the next corner? Exactly. And then you go around a switchback and you say, oh, this is even better. I can't yeah. wait to see yeah. the next one. You know, and we have this great photo of this wooden stair that's, that's sort of meandering its way down to the ocean and working its way through the, the, the physical landscape and the form of the earth. Very common for this region. And our entry is sort of akin to that. It's that same type of, like you described, that same type of procession, that path, that meandering into the environment or into the, to the destination that you're going to. So I, I just think there's things like that that are sprinkled all over this building that people may not 100% understand the design intent but they'll understand it by experiencing it because they're used to it or they can relate it to something else and those things stick and those and people understand that you know we would have never done that example in Minneapolis we did other things in Minneapolis for US Bank Stadium and the Will family and the Vikings because it made sense for that region you know and there's things that we would only do there because it's Minneapolis just like there's things we would only do here they recognized them in Minneapolis day one, and I know they'll recognize them here day one. Our thanks to Mark Williams from HKS for spending some time. No doubt, a thrill for him to see his vision coming to life in Inglewood. That's going to do it for this episode of Whose House? A behind-the-scenes look at the stories behind the construction of SoFi Stadium, soon to become the world's greatest sports and entertainment venue. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on everything related to the new home of the Rams. I'm JB Long, voice of the Rams. Thank you for joining us.